0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
1: Good morning. Welcome to UROK okay with Blog Talk Radio. This is Mara. Thank you for joining me today. I want to play just a little bit of a sound that I like to hear when I'm setting up my prayer room in the morning. I'd like to set up a space, and that's what we're going to talk about today a little bit before we talk about loving yourself, ourselves. i like to set up a
0: space that is
1: where I feel the energy of God all the time when I'm awake and looking. And the word for that is conscious. And many times we've talked about raising our conscience, we've talked about uh, raising our consciousness. We've talked about uh, we've joined our thoughts to pray for a change in the men, the way things are in the world, the beliefs uh, such as we talked about last week, that being loving, to being kind, to being peaceful is weak, and that the real strength is being able to stand up. You know, folks, I have every bit as much passion as some people who advance striking other people as a way to resolve the issues, and I have just as much passion as they do for not doing so. Sometimes I think that I even judge myself, and once again, we're talking about loving ourselves, because I do have so much passion, and my passion shows in my voice. And so many times, being female, that can be misinterpreted and viewed negatively. By the way, of example, when I'd been doing a, a jury trial or even a regular trial, there there was a time when I was a very young attorney when I would be admonished if I was doing a trial to the court, well, this is not a jury. And finally, um, one day I looked at a judge in the southern part of the state, the great state of California, and I said, you know, Your Honor, I'm representing my client to you in exactly the same way that I would represent my client if a jury was here. The facts are the facts. So we are not, and I didn't say this to the judge, but folks, we are not automatons who are expected to say peace, um, and sit quietly holding our breaths, and not voice that we believe in peace, not show that we believe in peace, and not have passion in our belief for peace. I think Mahatma Gandhi kind of led us that when we move past having passion in our voice, and instead we we step into the chaos and become violent, that's when we've probably gone a little past peace. Our passion has taken a hold of us. It's grabbed our human nature, and it's, it's thrown our peace out the door. And last week, we talked a bit about getting your peace, keeping your peace, um, knowing where you left it. Folks, I've left my peace a lot of times, and many, many times I've had to reclaim it and look for it. Where did I leave my peace? But I can say absolutely that what I do is the same lesson that we talked about last week. What I do is I say, what lesson is there in this for me? I do not want to live this way. I do not want to have this clunk of despair, this self-condemnation, this judgment, this rethinking the past, all something I cannot change. If, in fact, I deserve condemnation, if, in fact, I deserve the judgment from the past, all I can do is live the best moment that I can live right now. I cannot change any mistakes that I've made. So what do I do in setting up this room? I like to come in here and I like to do things I have things that remind me of my peace. Whether it's lighting a stick of incense, listening to water, Move around and the gentle chime as the chimes move around in the water, doing the chime such as I did at the beginning. And I encourage you to find such a place and leave some mementos of your peace. Feel just the joy of the silence. And what I'm going to suggest today, let's. Feel the space that we're in and if you're in a car traveling on the freeway if you're in an airport getting ready to fly away that does not mean that there is not peace there for you I'm going to invite you to go to that private place that is just you and God by whatever name you know God to be And just go to that place. And let's begin to breathe together. Look around you. If you're in an airport, look outside. They always have windows. See the landscape. See the sun in its various stages of ascent and descent. See the darkness of the night or the brightness of the day. Search out something, even if it's something that someone else might not find, might find, might not find peaceful, such as a perhaps looking at the just the structure of an airplane. Its smooth, clean lines. its weight, and yet marveling at the structure of it, the construction of it such that that very, very heavy item can fly like a kite. If you're in a car, you're going to have to keep your focus ahead of you. Because we're talking about a feeling exercise. It does not take total control over your mind. So looking ahead of you, see something that is beautiful and wonderful. You're talking about mindfulness in the moment in which you find yourself. Not meditation. Mindfulness. Mindfulness. I call it consciousness, mindfulness. I call it being aware, and I try to do it all the time. And usually when I step away from it, I step away because I judge myself. I hold myself to some imperfect or some perfect impossible standard.
0: Perfect impossible. if you're holding yourself to a perfect,
1: impossible standard, you're holding yourself to constant failure and judgment unless you choose to find peace. Unless you choose to let go of your missteps. And instead of having this be a standard for judging your behavior, Allow it instead to be the standard for guiding, the standard that you are aspiring toward to do your very best in the moment. Not judging yourself for not being perfect, but each time standing back up tall and straight when you don't meet your ultimate goal. If you do a paper that has a misspelling in it, you give a speech that has a word that you didn't mean to say. If you you can imagine in the last election, these guys having to deal with these things. I have to tell you, frankly, just to use the last ex- election as an example of someone, I think that Mitt Romney was, is a good man. He's a very wealthy man, and that's something most of us can't identify with. We do not understand having that kind of wealth. And he's always had it. And so, I mean, that that's the way it is. And I think that there probably is a segment of Republicans uh, who do like to believe that there's 47% of the population that has their hand out. We're having a lesson in history here, too. Uh, And in so doing that, they they talk about something that people began paying insurance policies, paying toward insurance, um, when you and I were, for the most part, there's some out there perhaps not so, but for the most part, we were simply uh, twinkles in our parents' eyes. Some of our parents were very young. I certainly know my mother was very young when the Social Security Act was passed, and that was viewed as an insurance policy. So that we would never get to a state such as we were in with the Great Depression, where people had nothing to fall back on. And we all agreed to pay so much towards the insurance of those who were less fortunate than ourselves, as well as towards our own future toward our future medical care, toward our future uh, retirement as a supplement, not as a retirement. But nonetheless, we agreed to pay toward that. And I think every one of us who work in this country, uh, unless we work for a public entity, uh, pay into such an insurance plan, a policy. And now that's being called an entitlement. Now, do I believe that... um, Mitt Romney made just a horrendous mistake. Have any of you ever made horrendous mistakes? Looks like somebody's calling in. Let me get that call in just a second. I think I could figure out how to do it. Uh, Anyone's ever made a horrendous mistake? I'll be there in just a second. Please don't go away. Of course, you have. But can you let that mistake that you've made define yourself, you for all times? Or do you instead want to reach out and define yourself and grow from what you said? So sometimes we make mistakes which are are just mistakes in the moment and sometimes we have been going along a pattern of course where we need to learn what to do but when all is said and done each and every one of us is imperfect so you can try for perfection but don't hold yourself to that I'm all excited because I'm going to try to talk to this person from 901 I'm not even sure what area code that is so let me put them on Good morning. This is Mara. How are you? Hi, good morning. I'm fine. This is Lanice. Hi Maurice. Did you want to, did you have something you wanted to say or do you just want to listen? Well I'm working in a noisy environment, it won't be possible for me to um participate. Okay. Thank you, Maurice. Uh-huh. Maurice, I'm honored that you're on the phone. Peace be with you, okay? You too, thank you very much. Thank you. Now let's see if I can see it. there we go, take care, Maurice. So I just I did it yes, so in any event, wherever you are, wherever you are, my friends, there is something, there is something that can catch your attention. And when your attention is caught on that thing, that beautiful moment, that beautiful object in front of you, you begin to redirect your attention away from judging yourself, from judging others. So whether it's the sleek shape of an airplane, The beautiful landscape on a train, a car driving forward, and you're looking ahead at your destination. I I have to tell you, every time I drive into Sacramento, I always want to take a quick glance to the right as I'm coming past Woodland, because it is beautiful. Just to see the city rising up out of this farm country, it's exquisite. And in that moment, even if only for that moment, I take my mind off of the matters at hand and redirect it to that moment of beauty. So each and every one of us are who we are supposed to be for all we have experienced and none of us have lived perfect lives and i got myself so excited at answering the phone uh because believe me that's a, a big deal i've missed people calling in if you've called in before i i watched now and i i took us a little off track so let's move us back onto the track and what we're working on right now just this moment is just mindfulness Right now, in this moment, wherever you are, including Maurice with the lovely baby in the background, wherever you are, God is there with you. I often hear a discussion about the book of Job and how, and and I studied the book of Job when I was in college. Uh, I went to a Bible-type school. Now it's not known for that, but in those days it was. And uh, it was very interesting because when I studied that book uh, of Job, I was like 17 years old, turned 18 in that first semester. And I I had great difficulty with it because it was all about someone losing everything that they had had. And, and I read treatises that told me what it was about, and, and those treatises were interesting to me because they did talk about the idea that it's about faith. It's about a belief in something grander than all of us. It's, it's about not letting go of that belief, no matter how rough life may be. And if you'll recall that book, Job Did Judge Job. Job was very hard on himself, even though Job had done nothing to cause the travail that he was experiencing. In fact, it's interesting because uh, we actually all go to our Job's every day because it's a place where we don't have control. We give up our control to work for a higher good. And I don't know if the battle going on between Satan and uh God was a higher good, but I do know that it was something beyond Job's power. But as I have matured in life, I have come to take from the book of Job the realization that no matter when it is, no matter where it is, I've taken the lesson of faith as a statement.
0: I am never without God. And at its core, that realization
1: that I am enough to have God with me every second of every day,
0: in my high points and in my low points, keeps me focused on how I want to structure my life.
1: Now wherever you are, we've talked about possibilities of where you can be. We know that Maurice is currently uh in uh, a situation with a baby that needs uh consoling but doesn't know how to be consoled quite yet. We've talked about setting up a place where you go to every time, a constant place, where you leave your residual energy, where you leave your remembrances of God. And in that place, you reconnect. You remind yourself of your value. You remember, love others as you love yourself do unto others as you would have them do unto you and that is contrary to what is spoken from the pulpits and from the in the mosques and the synagogues many times love yourself And today we're going to be talking about forgiving yourself. But I firmly believe before you can come to a place of forgiving yourself, you need to believe you are worth forgiving. You need to let go of societal standards about what it takes to be worthwhile. And forgive yourself for those times when you haven't met those standards. And develop your own standards that are enmeshed, entwined with loving you, loving others the way you love yourself, with reaching out in love, with reaching out in kindness with reaching out in appreciation to others. Even if people judge you as less than, as weak, because you choose to see the best in the moment, that is where you will keep your peace. So how do we spend time just a minute recognizing our value recognizing your value we're going to play and be still by soul but before we do that and I will click it in out one minute I have to get the clock here because it used to be the clock was in a different the clock has always been in this spot on the new one it used to be bigger Um, what I'm going to do is have each of us, we're going to have one minute. And in that minute, I want you to think about the things not that you failed to do according to your standards this last week. Remembering, please, please remember, that those standards cannot be in judgments of yourself, but should instead be stimulation of your best behavior. But we're not going to look at those where you, you need to grow in the next moment. Keep in mind, when you come up upon something that you did that wasn't perfect to say, that's who I was then, but it's not who I am Now. Now, I am wiser. But for this one minute, I want you to focus on those things that you did in this last week that accomplished the goals that you were looking to accomplish, even if imperfectly. If you were a soccer player and you were running down the field and you got intercepted and the ball got away and and you came back up and you were able to get the ball and you were just able to get a goal, to sneak it in, does it matter that it wasn't perfectly designed? So I don't want you to look for your perfectly designed events this week. I want you to applaud yourself for one minute for those things you did that got you through the day and they met the objective, even if imperfectly. And we're going to do it for one minute. And then after we do that, we will go in and we will spend three minutes. And 40 seconds listening to Annales, Be Still Thy Soul. Now, mindfulness, I said to you, is different than meditation. Maybe that's not true. I don't know. Uh, Maybe that I wasn't being completely thoughtful in saying that. Because mindfulness requires, just as meditation requires, you're taking some time to connect with God and become all one with all that is. So it requires your allowing your breathing to get in sync with the breathing of the universe. Pulling in your breath from the soles of your feet as though your nose is there helps you keep a long breath as you pull that breath up the front of your calves, up the front of your thighs, crossing over at your tailbone, you get to the base chakra. That is where we carry our fear. That is where the fears, all of the irrational fears, much of the things that we judge ourselves against, are held right there what will they think if i do this what will they think if i do that what will i think if i do this i did this oh my gosh how stupid was that why would i do that why didn't i think of this maybe it's a zone of poor judgment who knows or maybe it's a zone of self-judgment that's probably more accurate So if we have poor judgment in an event, rather than letting it go, we have to beat ourselves up for the next several days so that we remember, nah, let's let that idea go. So let's send back into the earth from whence it came. Just push down from your base of your spine all of the negative thoughts you are currently having about you. Push it away. Push away all that negative thinking that you are not enough. Leave space for the beautiful you that is your soul. Leave space for your accomplishments. Leave space for your striving to accomplish by letting go of the judgment the fear that you are not enough. For the next four minutes and 40 seconds, one of which we're going to do in silence, you are going to believe you are enough. So now as we're breathing here, some of you think, oh my gosh, take a breath. Don't hold your breath. Sip in like a singer. We're all singers of the word of love. We're all singers in God's army. We are all singers in living a life of showing caring. And when we don't, we start again. So pulling your singing breath up, the first breath that you're pulling up your spine is letting go of judgment, letting go of fear. You are enough. So it is a full breath beginning with I am enough. As you come to the next zone, it's the zone of creativity. And for today, we are going to create within you the sense of peace in your actual accomplishments, taking away your judgment for them not being perfect, and instead look at having made it the goal. So, we are creating a whole you that respects what you do and keeps striving to do more, but recognizing that we are only perfect in our entirety when we are merged as one in spirit with God. So, we've got I am enough. You have created your beautiful, beautiful, lustrous self and the goals and things that you are making and that you are learning from making. And sometimes, my friends, the lesson is in the learning, not in the end result. So you are creating a future for yourself grounded in your best efforts, your most loving, best efforts. Then we come to the zone of healing. Oh, we could probably sit there all day today. In that third zone, we've brought up breath that is fearless and knows that you are enough. We have brought up creative breath that looks moving forward and being all you can be. And now we come to the zone of healing, and this is where I want to strip away, finally and completely, move away from you your judgments of yourself, Move away caring what other people think. It always amazes me that people can judge what someone accomplishes, and yet they... They haven't gone through all that person lived and did. It can take away the luster of the moment. Let's let go of all of those moments that have been damaged by other people's judgments. And also, let's let go of all of those moments when you have judged other people's accomplishments. Let us let go in this moment the past Heal yourself. Release the past as you bring your fearless, creative, healing breath up to your heart. And in your heart today, I would like the love that I normally ask you to send out from yourself to be redirected today back to you. Love others as you love yourself if you love yourself. I'm not talking about that fake love. It's all ego. I'm this, I'm that, I'm that. I'm talking about loving yourself enough to see past your imperfections to the beautiful, glorious soul that is within you and to being brave enough to display that soul in kindness and love to others. Redirect that breath into yourself. Feel the light explode as your body begins to feel the joy of self-love. You are enough. Pulling this breath of self-love up, come to the throat chakra, the place where we talk. And, oh, I know your words haven't always been nice, because my words haven't always been nice. Not that I'm the pinnacle of niceness, but uh, no one's words are always nice. We talked for a while about Mitt Romney. I think if Mitt Romney would go down in history, it will sadden him forever to think that he used words. To appeal to some, to pander is probably the right word. That he used words to pander that denigrated 47% of our population. His life hasn't demonstrated he believes in those words, but he pandered He was trying to sell himself. Let us work as we're working to love ourselves to pander to love, to pander to an an iguanimous, an open, loving standard, to believing in our fellow man's value and worth, to knowing that we are all connected ultimately, And that we are all connected through God. And that we are enough. We are enough to make a difference individually and collectively. When we stay conscious and remember our connection to God. When we try to avoid those situations. And when we don't avoid a situation, then we forgive ourselves and we correct. Now pull that breath up to your third eye. And as you begin to think about the things that you accomplished this week, even if not perfectly, the deadlines that you met, the time that you gave your family, the time that you gave yourself, As you come to that, imagine and manifest that as who you are. A being who is being driven by a perfection standard, but can accept and forgive when that standard is not met. And does not allow it to consume their being. And now let us pull this breath, this inspired breath, up to our crown chakra and open the top of your head and allow your breath to go out and join with the breath of God who is there always, every minute, waiting to be a part of your life to guide you past your moments of self-doubt, to lead you forward in the light, knowing that you are a vital
0: part of this world and that
1: all you do is a product of all you have lived. Feel God's breath mingling with your breath. Know that you are enough, just as you are. Let go of the past as God cleanses your breath. Cleanses you of your imperfections. Helps you to go forward, even if imperfectly. Cleanses you of your judgments, of your imperfections. Helps you to see the radiance of your contributions in life. Leaves you clear, vibrant, sparkling. As you breathe out your breath, knowing you are uniquely created, divinely inspired. You are enough. Nothing that you have done is forever unless you don't let it go and move into the present. And now I'm going to give you a minute, the minute I promised to think And allow as you breathe in and you breathe out focusing on the things that you did accomplish this week without judgment as to whether they met a perfect standard. Just loving yourself for what you were able to do in the face of all that was around you.
0: getting now. Feel
1: your body begin to lighten. So the light is coming from inside out. As your efforts, your contributions, your attempts, your tries are recognized as the beginning. The beautiful you that you are, and now let us listen to be still by soul together. Make me one source of light. All that I need is within me. Say that aloud. All that I need is within me. If I would just go within and spend time with it, if I would just reach out my hand and take the hand of God when I become begin to immobilize myself with self-judgment and doubt and pain, self-ridicule, when I become so caught up in worrying about what others think of me that I lose track of who I am. During all of those times, those are the times that I have lost my peace. I cannot reflect the glorious light of my soul. If I am consumed with judging my human being as imperfectly not meeting any standards of value. We so often lose sight of the fact that what we do in our lives is to show other people what we know that can help them and to learn from them when they respond back. And when we get so caught up in thinking that we are the only ones who have answers, we are then stunned when we get pushback. But what you need to do in that moment is not try to show your right above all else so that you grind someone into the ground, but to pause. Take a moment, connect, and evaluate. evaluate
0: who you are?
1: Were you attempting to make your accomplishment in the most loving way? Now some people would say that's judgment but judgment is hanging around and never letting it go. Self-recognition, self-judgment is not bad. But it's in growing from what you decide as opposed to hanging around, holding on to that negativity as though you can somehow rework that moment to either change your behavior or change the attitude of others and yourself about your behavior. So key to forgiving yourself is accepting responsibility when you have made a decision that does not serve you. And then moving forward. Rather than holding yourself to some artificial standard of imperfection and never moving at all because you can't meet it. Rather than trying
0: just setting and staying.
1: So rather than trying to move forward, hanging on to the past. How often do you sit down at the table where people begin to rehash the past and when they rehash it, they don't rehash the good things, they rehash the bad stuff. And you're sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, This is never going to be done. We engage in the same process with ourselves. And what we're talking about here today is recognizing that you are not perfect. Growing from your bad choices, your bad judgment and embracing the world as it is, knowing that you are enough, even if you are not perfect.
0: Accepting your imperfection is a
1: stimulus, an impetus, To accepting the world that you have designed with God for you. Holding yourself in to the past. Holding yourself bound to an idea that's proving not to be working for you. Judging yourself closes your eyes to the opportunities that may come, the opportunity that may come to you in a moment of despair, an opportunity to be more than you were in the last moment. An opportunity to correct if correction is necessary. An opportunity to step into the now, accountable but ready to act. Not defending a comment about 47%, but instead saying, I cannot believe I said that. So key to forgiveness is recognition that you are not perfect. Acceptance that you are not perfect.
0: And yet striving to show others in a loving way your best efforts.
1: And those will change from day to day depending upon where you are that day. Not where you are in space, but where you are emotionally and physically. Forgive yourself. I promise you, God has already forgiven you to the extent forgiveness is even necessary.
0: Sometimes we do something in order to facilitate someone else experiencing something.
1: We could pass by and never need
0: to forgive. Never need to be forgiven. But then, we would probably be living a pretty safe
1: life. But everything in my mind is a product of design. And this seems like the perfect spot to talk about the littlest angel One day this little angel, and this is a Neil Donald Wall story, one day this little angel came running up to an assembled group of some of the most beautiful angels, some of the most accomplished souls that had ever existed. And they were talking to God and he came up and he pulled God's robe. God, God, I I want to forgive. And God looks down at the little angel and he says, little angel, there's nothing to forgive. There is nothing to forgive. You are here. Everything is perfect. But I want to forgive God. I'm sorry, little angel. There's nothing to forgive. And the little angel walked away from the group, and his wings were dripping down, and he was drooping down, excuse me, and he was sad and kicking the ground. Suddenly, this luminous soul stepped out, a soul that had experienced everything that there was to experience on the journey to light, on the journey to loving, on the journey to peace. And the soul said to the little angel, little angel, I'll let you forgive me. I ask only one thing. The little angel flies up, yay, 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 absolutely anything you want. And the beautiful soul said, remember who I am. So when we feel compelled to forgive, we are forgiving a part of all that is. We are forgiving a part of ourselves. And when we are forgiven, we are being forgiven as a part of all that is. And when we forgive ourselves, we open the door toward our stepping through in lustrous, beautiful light and kindness and growing from all we've experienced
0: to inspire others with our behavior
1: with our kindness, with our drive, with our dedication, with our desire to do what is right. It is when we increase the consciousness
0: that right
1: is love, that the right words are loving words, that the right words are uplifting words. And when we fail in that, we recognize we did not engage in that and we forgive ourselves and try again as opposed to beating ourselves up for not having been perfect. Forgive yourselves. You are enough just as you are. And in the next moment, step Forth, luminous with love, with kindness. Don't admire yourself in things that are done. Instead, reach
0: out in love. You are enough.
1: I'm going to take a few minutes to lead us out today with words rather than music. Define one creator of all things. Known by many names. You are with us always open our eyes to the beauty of you in our lives. Inspire us to see you in every moment, no matter how mundane. Encourage us by your presence to reflect love to one another. To speak in kind terms. To share. To honor. To respect. And inspire. Because if enough of us do those things, if enough of us walk hand in hand with you through our lives, then we will come to truly appreciate all people on this planet and the planet itself. We will raise our consciousness by knowing we are connected. We will see our similarities, not our differences. And we thank you. Thank you. For being a part of our lives always. We ask this in the name of all that is holy, which is all that is. Amen. Peace be with you, my friends. Until next week. Oh, next week I won't be here. I'll be in San Francisco, so it'll be two weeks. Peace be with you. Know that you were loved by God. You are enough, just as you are. Keep on keeping on
0: and forgive yourself. Namaste.